You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Ben Beacon. I am host of Lockdown Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking with Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the Fan Side Network. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy game day. Happy hump day. It's all happening today. Uh, Timberwolves Bucks this evening on the road in Milwaukee, the Wolves' first road game of the regular season. Thank you, first of all, for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen each and every day. Remember, Lockdown Wolves is free and available on all platforms. That, of course, includes YouTube now, as well as all the audio platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and, of course, the all-new Odyssey app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockdownTWolves, and my account is at BBeacon. That's with two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. If you're watching YouTube, it's right below there. Um, all right. So today's show, I want to close the show with talking Wolves Bucks previewing the matchup, talking about where the Bucks sit. They've had some interesting injury issues early this season. They've already ruled out a couple of their best players, a couple of their starters, but there's, they've got two guys who haven't played yet this year that are coming back. So there's some guys in and out the lineup in and out of the lineup. So we'll touch on that here at the end of the show. Uh, I want to start by talking a little bit about practice, a couple of Wolves notes from, you know, kind of in the wake of the disaster on Monday night against the Pelicans. And then middle part of the show, I want to talk power rankings. Uh, a lot of these rankings were done Sunday. So prior to the Wolves loss to the Pelicans, but I always think it's interesting to get a pulse on what the national thoughts are on the Timberwolves. So that'll be today's show. Um, let's start with practice. Uh, so all the reports coming out of Timberwolves practice on Tuesday. So the Wolves, of course, played late Monday night, but not late. They played seven o'clock central Monday night. And then Tuesday had a practice, flew out on Tuesday, spending Tuesday night in Milwaukee before the game Wednesday against the Bucks. And uh, by all accounts, practice was uh, testy is the word that was used by head coach Chris Finch. Um, there were a few different reports out there. The Star Tribune had, had a good write-up on uh, on what happened. This is uh, Meg Ryan or Megan, Megan Ryan at the Star Tribune um, had some quotes from Chris Finch about basically, so post-game Monday, I talked about this a little bit. Anthony Edwards acknowledged um, that him, Carl Anthony Towns, Angel Russell need to do a better job of sharing the ball. Basically, calling the, I mean, pretty literally calling the three of them out and saying they need to share the ball better. Josh Okoge seconded that after practice on Tuesday. He said, quote, the person that's open gets the ball. Obviously we have d and Kat and these guys, those guys are the stars on our team. And those guys get obviously more leniency on the shots they do take because they've proved that they can make those shots. But in the normal flow of the offense, I feel like whether it's me, Malik, Torian, Jaden, whoever it is, if the person is open, I feel like they should get the ball, end quote. So I literally said on Monday's show, I'd rather take Anthony Edwards taking a somewhat contested shot than Josh Akogi shooting a wide open three-pointer. I stand by that. I also think that that was part of the Wolves' problem on Monday night. Um, if you go back and rewatch, um, I mean, there were there were instances where the extra pass was simply not being made. And you go back and watch, uh, even when they weren't making shots on Saturday, when they ultimately won and early in the game against the Pelicans on Monday, there were extra passes being made. There were good shots being passed up for better shots as the game went on and the team started to press. I think clearly what it was, and this is, this is it, it's a good problem to have, I guess, at least this early in the season, where each one of those star players, right? D'Lo, Cat, and Ant all wanted to be the guy to shoot the team out of the deficit and Ant was. I mean, he got them from 21 basically down to two possessions, uh, or, or down to two possessions at the end of the third quarter. That was mostly Anthony Edwards with a little bit of town sprinkled in. All those guys wanted to be the guy. We saw Malik Beasley want to try and be the guy as well and and take a couple of bad shots as the Wolves were making a comeback. 
But if that's the baseline to work from, it's not the worst thing, right? You've got your best players wanting to do the right thing um, or wanting to to be the guy to lead the team back and just understanding that hero ball isn't going to get it done. And I think for the most part, the Wolves know that. Um, and And I'd rather them deal with this now than in a few weeks when, you know, they're in a rough patch already or whatever. Uh, Finch said practice was quote, a little testy. He says, we know it wasn't a great performance for Monday or on Monday. We knew, we knew we underperformed a lot of the guys talking about what could have been done better or different. I'd rather have that than guys in there who don't care and not say anything. They're not, they're not bothered. Then winning doesn't mean enough to you. So he talked about, he, he also says, I think testy practice is a really good sign. We're bothered because we care. Um, that's a hundred percent true. You'd rather have guys that have a testy, and we don't know exactly what that means. If it was just chippy or if guys were, you know, who knows if the comments in the media got under guys skin and things had to get hashed out. We know that Patrick Beverly had some, you know, he, Pat Bev is going to say what's on his mind. Anthony Edwards is going to say what's on his mind. And uh, I think D'Lo and Cat both know, you know, Cat post game, he has made somewhat too much of a habit of taking blame in situations where he doesn't need to take blame. Um, but he feels like he needs to do that. And so it was almost a, a blame battle, guys trying to say it was their fault. And as long as things get hashed out and, and they're practicing hard for the right reasons and and all that, I mean, that's a that's a good problem to have. I'd, I'd rather have that be happening now. I'd rather them get this out of their system and practice and hopefully be on the same page. What's going to be a really tough game on Wednesday, Milwaukee, we'll talk about here in a little bit. So uh, interesting notes coming out of Timberwolves practice on Monday. Um, I do also want to mention just one quick note, kind of a one-off uh, that was put out there. This was by uh, Jason Kabatko, who is actually the creator of Basketball Reference. I thought this is fascinating. He tweeted out uh, during the day on, this was early on uh, Tuesday, actually, he says he has Towns line. He tweets out Carl Thitty Towns line from Monday, 32 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists, two steals, two blocks. Towns has joined Kevin Durant in the 17-18 season as the only players in NBA history to record multiple three points, ma- three pointers made and multiple blocks in each of their first three games of a season. Kind of sort of one of those obscure, like, you know, four levels to a stat, you know, who cares, you know, arbitrary numbers. But this is actually a pretty interesting one. Multiple three-pointers and multiple blocks in each of their first three games of the season. I'm actually a little surprised Towns hadn't done it previously uh, because of the way. But obviously, Towns renewed commitment to defense, and that goes beyond block shots, of course. But that can certainly be uh, somewhat attributed, or this can this uh, stat line can be attributed to that. I thought that was really fascinating. That's from Jason Kabatko on Twitter, um, at J Kabatko, K-U-B-A-T-K-O. Okay. Um, next, what I want to do is I want to get into, uh, the power rankings that, you know, from some of the bigger outlets. So your athletics, your ESPN, sporting news, et cetera, and just kind of take a look at where they thought the wolves were after the two and start, how much they changed in, uh, each of those different power rankings because of said two and start and how much people were maybe buying or not buying the way that the Wolves started the season. So we're going to do that next. First, though, let's talk about Sweat Block. For a few weeks now, I've been talking about Sweat Block here on Lockdown Wolves. These are the wipes that stop sweat for seven days, and it seems that people have been listening. There's friends of Lockdown who have tried Sweat Block, and they love it. We have a story here about a high school teacher. When he'd pit out by fourth period, he'd hear the snickers and whispers from his students, so he started bringing a second shirt to change into between classes. Then he heard about Sweat Block on Lockdown. He tried it and is now hooked. No more Snickers and no more second shirt. And straight out of Hollywood, we have a producer who is working on the set of a Marvel movie. Perhaps you've heard of it. She was working 18-hour days for weeks in the Atlanta heat. She heard about Sweat Block, started trying it, and loves it. No more sweaty production days. She even reports that one of the A-list actors uses it. Maybe the green one. 
to stay dry on set and on the red carpet. One more success story. This is an avid soccer player. Heard us talking about sweat block and thought it was too good to be true, but he was always the wettest guy after practicing games as in soaking wet. So he thought he'd give sweat block a shot. He tried it on his pits. The next practice, his pits were dry while everything else was wet. He says he didn't have to reapply for nine days. And now he's a true believer. There you go. Lockdown listeners love sweat block. Stop excessive sweat for up to seven days per use. Doctor created and doctor recommended. There's a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you'll get your money back. It's not just for your armpits either. Chest, back, feet, hands, use it anywhere. And I mean, anywhere. That sweats. If you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKDOWN. You can also pick it up at Amazon or CVS, but again, sweatblock.com, you can get it 20% off with the promo code LOCKDOWN. Sweatblock.com, promo code LOCKDOWN. Okay, uh, let's talk power rankings. So most of these rankings are released on Sundays each week. So of course, the Wolves were 2-0 as of this last Sunday. This was before the the debacle against the Pelicans on Monday night. And uh, immediately following the, uh, I guess, debacle of a win, if you will, the ugly win on Saturday night against the Pelicans. And, you know, after two opponents of Houston and in New Orleans without Zion Williamson, it's it'd be fair to be fair for the rankings to not necessarily reflect a massive improvement for the Timberwolves. But let's take a spin through these. So the Athletic, these, of course, are behind the paywall subscription required. They're actually done by Zach Harper, who, of course, used to cover the Wolves uh, for ESPN and a, a number of different outlets as well. Uh, he's got the Wolves at number 21 on his ranking. He had them 22 on his preseason list. Um, and the way that Zach Harper does this at the Athletic is he tiers, uh, he does a variety of tiers. So contenders on the brink of contention, playoff hopeful, Play in tournament gives them life, tired of rebuilding franchises and rebuilding franchises. So he bumped the Wolves from the tired of rebuilding franchise tier into the play in tournament gives them life tier, as in normally they would probably be tanking, but this year they've got a shot at the play in tournament. Um, he's actually got a fairly extensive write up on each team. So he talks about the Wolves, Anthony Edwards being the price of admission. Um, and uh, basically winning the games they should win in the first two games, which of course didn't happen on Monday, but that being a positive turn of events. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a fair ranking. I think having the Wolves 21 up from 22, I think that's fine. Um, teams below the Timberwolves, I was a little surprised. He's got the Raptors below them. Of course, they're one and two, uh, but it's not like they had terrible losses to the Wizards and, and to the Mavs. Uh, he's got Sacramento behind them, which makes sense. He's got uh, the rebuilding tier, San Antonio, Cleveland, of course, Cleveland just got that big win against Denver the other night. Um, but to this point, they'd lost to Memphis and, and Charlotte. And then, of course, uh, the Pelicans, Rockets, the usual suspects, Magic, Pistons, Thunder, bringing up the rear. And the Thunder are still winless. They lost uh, before I recorded this on uh, late Tuesday as well. So they're now 0-4. Uh, so anyway, Zach Harper at the Athletic has the Timberwolves 21 up from 22 on his preseason rankings. There's two different rankings out there that had the Wolves rise two spots. ESPN, of course, I've talked about their power rankings on the show before. They actually poll uh, seven different experts on their panel and to, to determine their power rankings. They previously had the Timberwolves ranked 22. They're now up to 20 to number 20. Um, so they are, let's see who they moved ahead of. So behind them now is the Pacers who dropped from 18 and the Raptors who dropped from 20. Uh, the Kings stayed at 23 and the Timberwolves again at 20 on the uh, ESPN ranking up from 22. And then the other one where they rose two spots is Sporting News uh, talks about having them having a different energy this year and notes that their net rating at, at the time of this, remember after Saturday's win. So on Sunday of this week, 
has the Wolves net rating was fifth in the league at that time. Um, and uh, I'm sure it's not quite that high at this moment now after Monday's loss. The last one, and, and this is the power rankings that I'll, I'll pay the most attention to during the year and, and I'll bring up on the show probably on a weekly basis. And, and I, I will likely make this a regular segment depending on the Wolves schedule Tuesday or Wednesday of, of the week looking at the power rankings from you know the most recent power rankings that have come out. Um, but John Schumann over at NBA.com does a really great job with his power rankings. They're very, uh, in-depth analytical. He includes a number of statistics. He includes pace for each team, defensive and offensive rating. Um, and I just think he just, it's more comprehensive. Um, and he also talks a little bit about the Timberwolves in the intro to the article. He says, um, you could say every, anything you want after two or three games and add the, butt. so like the example he gives is, is early, but the Timberwolves have the league's number one defense. Um, and he talks a little bit about that, which by the way, he mentions after week one last season, the top five defenses were Brooklyn, Cleveland, Oklahoma city, Phoenix, and new Orleans. And outside of the suns, the rest of the teams were in the bottom nine defensively at the end of the year. Now, even after Monday's loss again, against the Zion Williamson, less Pelicans team, the Timberwolves are, uh, I believe that their defense is still like sixth in the league. So it didn't, it didn't sink that much. They still had a solid defensive game on Monday. And uh, despite how bad the offense was, or in spite of how bad the offense was, but the Wolves are also still first in steals and blocks per game, which is interesting. But anyway, the Schumann power rankings have the Timberwolves higher than the other rankings do. Uh, They're actually at number 18 on John Schumann's rankings. He notes that they're number one in pace, number one in defensive rating, number five in net rating. Their offense, this is before Monday, was 23rd in offensive rating. Um, He talks a little bit about, uh, about Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, The Wolves have forced 54 turnovers in two games, which is crazy. 31 of the 54 forced turnovers have been live balls. By the way, this is the nuance you're not getting in some of the other power rankings. The NBA.com ones are great. 31 of the 54 forced turnovers in the first two games of the season for the Wolves were live ball turnovers. Um, He talks about Carlton Towns being fantastic, effective field goal percentage of 69% through the first two games. And the Wolves have scored 133 points per 100 possessions with Towns on the floor. Uh, Then he talks about how the Timberwolves will find out a lot more about themselves after the Pelicans game Monday, five of the next six opponents. This is still true. Five of the wolves, next six opponents, starting with the bucks on Wednesday will be teams that ranked in the top six offensively last season. Now the bucks will be missing a couple of players. We'll talk about in a minute. Denver obviously doesn't have Jamal Murray who they had for a good chunk of last season. And then the Clippers obviously don't have Kawhi Leonard. Still, they're all going to be playoff teams and they're all good teams with good offenses. The Wolves are absolutely going to be tested defensively and uh, you know they're going to need to do something offensively, certainly more than what they did the last two times out, Saturday and Monday, against a team that's not going to be that great defensively in the Pelicans. Um, defense will matter quite a bit in staying in these games, but the Wolves have to come to the party offensively. So anyway, Schumann's got them at 18. That was up from, I think he had them at 19. He was actually higher on them than anybody else preseason. Um, so this will be a segment we can do regularly and check in on power rankings from around the league. But if you're looking for the best ones, it's at NBA.com with John Schumann for sure. Okay. Let's close the show up by talking Wolves Bucks. Talk about who's not available for the Bucks, who will be available for the Bucks, and uh, what this matchup looks like between Minnesota and Milwaukee on Wednesday night. First, though, let's talk about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar of all time. They've got some new flavors on the site. Check it out if you haven't been there in a while. Blueberry muffin is a new fall flavor. Um, hopefully they still have some. Paranormal pumpkin, which are built puffs, are available on the site right now. Uh, if you're not familiar with Built Bar, you need to be familiar. They are protein bars that literally taste like candy bars. I actually had two today. I have at least one every single day. They are amazing. Um, 
if you have never tried them before, get a mix box. You can get nine flavors. Uh, you'll get two of each of the nine main flavors, mint brownie, coconut cookies and cream, anything with caramel. They're all fantastic. Not only do they taste delicious, but remember they're protein bars, so they are also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein per bar. Calories start at just 130 per bar and go up to just 180. Only four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams net carbs per bar. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. You can go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Okay, let's close the show by talking Wolves Bucks. So Milwaukee's three and one. The Timberwolves, of course, are two and one coming off the brutal loss on Monday against the Pelicans. Um, Milwaukee is, uh, they last played on, um, oh, I lost it here, but they last played on Monday. They they beat the, uh, I believe they beat the Pacers by 10. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Um, but they beat the Pacers by 10 on Monday. They've been kind of bruised and battered all season so far. Of course, Giannis has played in all four games, but um Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday have played in one and two games respectively, and they've both already been ruled out for the game on Wednesday against the Timberwolves. So no Drew Holiday, no Brooke Lopez against the Timberwolves. That's significant. And Lopez has only played in one game. Holiday's played in two. And that's the reason the Bucs have struggled a little bit defensively. We'll get to that in just a second. The Bucs will have, though, for the first time this season, uh, they'll have Bobby Portis and they'll have Shemi Ojale as well for the first time this season. So Portis and Ojale are going to play, which will help them defensively for sure. But no Lopez and no Holiday is significant. Without With this exact same lineup, I guess minus Portis and Ojale, they beat the Pacers by 10 um, on Monday night. And that was on the heels of beating the Spurs. And that was on the road in Indiana on the heels of beating the Spurs in San Antonio by 10. Uh, that game, they did have holiday, but everybody else, I mean, there's still no Brooke Lopez. Um, still no, uh, still no Ojale and still no, uh, Brooke Lo- uh, yeah, Lopez, Ojale and, uh, Bobby Portis were all missing from that Spurs game that they still won by 10. And then opening night, everybody saw them beat the Nets by 20 plus. So their only loss this season, they actually got shellacked by 42 to the Miami heat on the road in their second game of the season. Um, but, uh, I mean, still three and one. Um, and getting a couple guys back on Wednesday night, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how those guys get into integrated into the rotation for the Milwaukee Bucks. But again, no, uh, Drew Holiday, no Brooke Lopez significant for the Wolves, no Brooke Lopez in the paint, no Brooke Lopez in the perimeter, no Drew Holiday on the perimeter, uh, checking, you know, D'Angelo Russell or whoever he would have ended up guarding on the perimeter probably not Anthony Edwards. My guess is that Middleton guards Edwards for stretches. Um, but Holiday is, for all intents and purposes, their second best player. Uh, all He's their second best all-around player. You could argue for Middleton, but I think Holiday is the second most important player on that team. And uh, it's significant that he's not available on Wednesday. But again, no problems so far this season, save for that heat game for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so we'll see how this thing shakes out in terms of what the Bucks have done so far this year beyond their record. They've struggled a little bit defensively. They're currently just 24th in defensive rating, but no Lopez and only basically a game and a half of Drew Holiday, not at full strength. So like a half game of full strength Drew Holiday and then a full game of him at, at half strength, basically. Uh, that's going to make an impact on your defense. Obviously, Giannis is incredible, but besides him, it's not like they have that many other additional all-world defenders with Lopez and Holiday out. So the Wolves, if anybody, I mean, like, I'm certainly not suggesting the Wolves are going to have a walk in the park trying to score against the Bucks on Wednesday because they won't. I mean, Giannis still exists. The Bucks are still the Bucks. 
But with no Lopez and no Holiday, they'll have a chance to put up some points. The offense has still been dynamic for the Bucs. They're currently fifth in offensive rating, um, and they're uh, 12th in three-point shooting percentage. They're shooting the ball a little better than the Wolves from the perimeter. And uh, they've done a decent job taking care of it, getting the free throw line. They're second in the league in free throw attempts per game. I mentioned earlier, Minnesota is still first in blocks per game and steals per game. Uh, I mean, they played decent defense on Monday against the Pelicans for most of that of that contest. It was just kind of a couple lapses here and there. So, I mean, this is certainly a winnable game for the Wolves. Uh, I didn't pull the line for this. I'll try and do a better job of pulling the line from betonline.ag before before doing the preview. But, I mean, this isn't a game that's that's completely out of the question for the Wolves to win with a somewhat depleted Bucks team. Um, And because of that, you know, I'm not super pessimistic. I'm certainly not predicting this to be an easy win for the Wolves, but I do think that they'll have a legitimate shot. I think they'll be in this one. I think they're angry about how um, about how Monday's game turned out to be sure. Um, I'm going to see if I can quick pull up the uh, pull up the line here from bet online. Um, let's see. For some reason, I'm not seeing it. And I wonder if it's because of, yeah, it looks like the line's not on here, but I'm betting it's because of the late injury news that was just just a, not that long ago that they announced Lopez and Holiday were out. So we'll uh, we'll check that line uh, here moving forward. And and you know the late injury news sometimes causes them to pull the line down for a little while. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Wolves were only underdogs by I don't know six and a half or so. That's just my guess uh, because of the Bucks missing arguably they're probably their second and fourth best players. Um, so. At any rate, we will have a post-game podcast on Wednesday. I think going into this, the only thing the Wolves, the the, the key thing the Wolves need to do is understand Giannis is going to get his. We know that. Do what they can in Chris Middleton. I think Jaden McDaniels will draw that assignment. Josh Okogi will get the opportunity to slow down some of the backcourt members for this team. Um, you know, looking at some of the other recent games they've had, the Pacers game when they had a similar lineup available. Um, Giannis got his 30, 10 and nine. Chris Middleton had 27, but then Grayson Allen had 19. Pat Connaughton off the bench had 13. That's what, that's the recipe to win with those guys out, right? The Wolves can let Giannis get 30. They can let Middleton get 30. Um, but you can't let Grayson Allen get 19. Uh, you've got to hold down the third and fourth options that are trying to step up in the absence of Lopez and the absence of holiday. And you can't let George Hill go off, right? So it's going to be up to D'Angelo Russell's got to come to play against George Hill. They've got a, uh, Josh Okogie is going to have to have to guard Grayson Allen. Um, and Jade McDaniels has to do a little better on the perimeter against Chris Middleton than he did at times against Brandon Ingram on Monday and also on Saturday. Overall, the Wolves did okay. I'm hoping we see a little more Torian Prince in this game. He only played nine minutes on Monday, and I think this is a pretty good matchup for him on both ends of the floor. Uh, so we'll see how this, how this shakes out. I also want to see the Wolves be a little more creative offensively. So keep an eye on that. See if they do more besides kind of flowing into a sad secondary break and just some kind of haphazard pick and rolls and then into an isolation. And, you know, are they going to run some actual sets against the Bucks? I think that's going to be necessary if they want a chance to win this one. Um, but look for it to be a decent game. I don't think this will be a blowout at all. I think the Wolves will come to play. All right, we'll have a post-game podcast immediately following the sh- the, uh, the game on Wednesday. So look for that late Wednesday evening with studs and duds, key takeaways, the overall game flow, break it all down immediately following. So be sure that if you're not already following and subscribe that you do so. Thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen each and every day. And remember, Lockdown Wolves is free and available on all platforms that includes YouTube at Locked on Wolves, um, as well as all the audio platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, and of course, the all new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves and at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C K E N. All right, that's all I have for today. Thanks once again for listening to the Lockdown Wolves podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. 
Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked on Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.